welcome to another of our special episodes on the TCT podcast entitled Facets of the Diamond, where we're taking a glimpse at the infinite beauty of Christ, one facet at a time. In the luster of his glory and beauty, there are so many facets, and we have seen thus far in Hebrews chapter 1 that the Lord Jesus is, number one, the definitive voice of God, number two, the heir or inheritor of all things, number three, the agent through whom the Father made all things, number four, the radiance or effulgence of God's glory, number five, the exact representation or representation of God's nature, number six, the sustainer of all creation by his spoken word, number seven, the one who made purification of sins, the purifier of our sins. And today we are set to look at the end of verse three. It's Hebrews 1, 3, E for those who are breaking it down as we are. And that is that the Lord Jesus, we are told, is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. What a loaded, dense statement of gospel glory. He sat down, the New American Standard puts it, at the right hand of the majesty on high. Let's take that phrase in our eighth meditation in Facets of the Diamond. Let's take it in reverse. Where did he sit down? By whom did he sit down? Well, the verse ends with the answer to the by whom, beside whom is our Lord Jesus seated. And that is not only God. That would be true. That's a faithful way to uh, summarize what's being said here. But that is not the specifics of what we're told. We're told that the one by whom our sin purifier is seated is, quote, the majesty on high. What a name for God. The enthroned majestic king, the one who is so high and exalted that heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain him. And he is majestic in his kingly, regal majesty, as we're told. So this is where our Lord Jesus is seated. It reminds me of Peter thinking back on his experience at the Mount of Transfiguration many years later when he wrote his epistles and he described that moment in his epistle as we heard the majestic glory. What a name for God. And so this is what the author of Hebrews is wanting us to see that the train of his robe, that Isaiah saw filling the temple, his kingly domain, his unrivaled supremacy as the potentate of the universe, the king of glory, that's the one beside whom our sin purifier is seated. So backing up one more phrase, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Let's not overlook that parallel position that statement of equal dignity and honor at the right hand of the majesty on high. It says so many things to us that Jesus has been elevated, 
not only to heaven, but to the heaven of heavens, to the height of heaven, to parallel majesty with the king himself, that Christ is endowed with all the dignity, royalty, and regal splendor of God. Now seated in the heavens, he is not only parallel, he is immediately beside the majesty on high. He's at his right hand. He's not equal some distant space from the majesty on high. He's equal in immediate proximity and intimacy. He is at his right hand. It reminds us of so many passages in scripture where we hear of the glory of Christ being at the right hand of God as Jesus prays from Psalm 16, at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And then Peter tells us in the book of Acts in his opening sermons that that passage is about the Lord Jesus. So many passages that God saves us with his righteous right arm, that the Lord Jesus is the full exertion of the power of God to demonstrate his glory in the rescue of rebels. And that's where our king is seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. But I want to conclude by that opening phrase of this final segment of verse 3. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. As I mentioned in our previous episode, this is not only a key point in the opening passage of the book of Hebrews, it is truly the key point of the entire epistle to the Hebrews. That is that the Lord Jesus is our high priest. But not only is he our high priest, he is the definitive high priest. He is the final priest. He is the ultimate priest. He is the true priest. And one of the ways we know that is this astonishing statement that should cause our jaws to drop. He sat down. No priest throughout the ages of redemptive history, dating all the way back to Aaron and all of his successors and the Levitical tribes and through the centuries, not one priest was ever permitted to sit in the presence of the Shekinah glory of God in the Holy of Holies. And that's for one simple reason. Their work was never done. They could not sit because they had more work to do. We're told later in the book of Hebrews that those priests continued to minister year after year, decade after decade, generation after generation, because they kept dying. But Jesus is able to save forever because as Hebrews 7 puts it, he lives forever. Therefore, he is able also to save forever those who draw near to God through him because he ever lives to make intercession for them. He forever serves as our high priest who has finished the work of purification for our sins and now has sat down at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. It's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, according to Hebrews 10, the body of Jesus was sacrificed for our sanctification. Hebrews 10.10, he accomplished God's will to make us right with God forever. And having finished the work, he now sits as our redeemer in the presence of the majesty on high. The definition of our acceptance and approval before God. 
is the man at his right hand, as accepted and as approved as Jesus is in the presence of the King, so also are all who have taken refuge from the wrath to come 